Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they. Talking Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr., and with me this week, as I sit here live in Sexyville, are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, CK and Joe Rodermill. Your locker room leader. Yeah, <laughs> I do my best. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. And we may have another co-host sneak attack us during the show once again. I guess we'll see. He's been doing that a lot lately, invading the show. He likes making the late entrance, I think. So we'll see. We'll see if he has another one in him this week. Um, we had Survivor Series this weekend. We had... Another takeover this weekend, a big wrestling weekend, I know, for pretty much everyone but me, as I <laughs> did not watch anything. I, now, I'm aware of a lot, um, but I think us recording on Tuesday this week, that gave me two less days to even try to squeeze anything in. I would have liked to have at least watched a couple matches from this weekend, because I really, yeah, I, re- I mean, I really did hear nothing but good things. Uh, but before we get into it, as always, subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review. And, Joseph, I'll start with you. Sure. The, the, the first question I want to ask is more of a general question. I know you, on last week's show, were talking about how much you were looking forward to the weekend. How much you were looking forward to, especially Survivor Series. The pay-per-views. Yes. Did the weekend live up to what your expectations were? Like, Did you come out of the weekend like that was what I was hoping for? For the most part, yeah. I mean, there was some some matches. I'm not going to go into detail yet because I'm sure we'll go into mm-hmm. a little more that let me down. But overall, yes. So you got what you wanted? For the most part. Okay. And Alo, how about you? I know you were excited as well. Did you get what you wanted out of this weekend? Do you feel like your expectations were were met? Yeah, I think my expectations were met, and some exceeded. Uh, in particular, the War Games women's match I thought was excellent. Uh, before we get into through ratings and reviews, I just want to say, Rhea Ripley's a star. We've mm-hmm. said this for the last couple of weeks. Give her a belt. I don't care which one. Put her in the main event. I don't care. She is amazing. <laughs> I, was, I was happy to see my girl Tony Storm out there too. Yes. Yes. The, the she didn't women. Do much, they, but. <laughs> yeah, the women. They own the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, the, the men's takeover, takeover war games match. I thought it was good too, especially with the surprise of Kevin Owens. In Survivor Series as a whole, we'll get into that after we get the rate, the ratings and stuff in. But I was really impressed with what they did this weekend because everything we talk about this all the time. It's like we just want new, and even though things can get old and tired really quickly in WWE nowadays, the fact that NXT was included it brought a whole new level of excitement to us. Got a lot of but, new. Yeah, but I really did enjoy this entire weekend. Well, good. I'm happy to hear that because it's rare these days when we go into a WWE weekend and everybody has really high expectations. Usually, it's mostly the opposite. Uh, So I'm glad that you guys had high expectations. I'm glad that you weren't disappointed. And even from just observing social media, I got the sense that most people were pretty happy with the way that the weekend 
unfolded. Now I know pretty much TakeOver has like a perfect record with um, the IWC falling all over themselves, praising it. I don't know if there's ever been a TakeOver that that the internet wrestling community wasn't in love with. It but, stands down all over the place. Yeah, but it does seem like that did spill over a lot into Sunday, where a lot of people were very happy with with what they did. So, Alo, do we have a rating system in place on yes, this we show? Do. I can't believe Howard pulled up to Sexyville twice this week. <laughs> Howard, come on in. <laughs> The following podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If the show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slugger knocker. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. It will get a show stopper. Thank you, Howard. All right. Thank you, Howard, as always. So, Ayla, what is your rating for Survivor Series? Well, in typical Ayla fashion, I have two nitpicks. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to give it an overall, I'm going to give it a high slobber knocker. I really did enjoy this show, like I talked about a few seconds ago. My main problem, is, like I said, the women showed out, but my main problem is, my nitpicks are, The Fiend and Daniel Bryan. I thought that match was excellent. But my problem is, and you had this problem when The Fiend fought Finn Balor. It's like, how do you book The Fiend? Now the fact that he's a champion, how do you book his matches? Are they, are they supposed to be competitive? Or are they not supposed to be competitive? And that Daniel Bryan match, as good as I thought it was, I was just like, in my head, I'm like, how competitive is this supposed to be with the with him, with him with the, the, um, the red cloud over the arena? It's like, how do you book this guy? And I just, I just think that's like a kind of a booking problem they booked themselves into, but I did think that match was excellent. When it, the, I'm sure you heard about the women main event in the triple threat mm-hmm. match. I, as, as much as I vouch for these women, I wish they didn't main event because I thought the crowd was dead by the time they got to the main event. There was not a lot of crowd reaction at all. So I wish they were, I, I wish they weren't in the main event for that reason. And one thing I recommend you watching the men's Survivor Series elimination match I said this on uh, the throwback episode to do with Jason Peralta that's available now of Survivor Series 2005. I've learned to hate the concept of Survivor Series because the guys, they start dropping like flies. So it's hard to actually rate and review these matches. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Pat. I'm not sure what how your feelings towards him is, but I want you to watch when Roman Reigns and Keith Lee are the last two and when they go at it. That was excellent as, as on its own. So I saw Keith Lee um, a little bit when I was watching, uh, like, those Evolve shows back, like, a couple years ago. Huge fan of Keith. I actually have a Keith Lee t-shirt. Really? <laughs> yeah. That I bought at, um, God, what was the, the show I went to at the uh, Flyer Skate Zone or whatever? Uh, what the hell promotion is that? CZW. Was it C- I don't think it was CZ. Maybe it was CZ. He's just naming promotions. It may have been CZW. I went to see Leo Rush uh, two summers ago. They know CZW. It probably was. Yeah, but I I did buy a Keith Lee shirt. I'm a big fan of Keith Lee. I think he's like super talented guy and kind of has a very unique look. And so that was another thing that I personally was happy with was like that he got to shine 
in a way that I'd, you probably wouldn't have thought so a year ago. I said definitely shine. I mean, like Alo kind of mentioned, taking it away from this whole weekend of shows, they are super high on Rhea Ripley and super high on Keith Lee. And yeah. that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing is I wonder who kind of like booked who's going to be in the final um, between the final participants and the winners because one, Shayna Baszler ended the show winning. That's big time for NXT. Keith Lee, of all people, was the one that was left with Roman Reigns. Walter got jobbed out first. Yeah. And by the way, everybody was pissed off who I was with watching that. <laughs> Everyone in the crowd seemed pissed off. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they were pissed. At, it, it wasn't even – it was ridiculous. But yeah, the only I thing felt, they were more pissed off about was the fact that Seth Rollins exists. <laughs> yes. We'll get to that later, by yeah. the way. And, 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 and your boy Roddy Strong, he had a great show, and he won in typical heel Roddy fashion in the, in the True Threat match, in a match I thought that was excellent as well. And overall, the weekend, like we said, Rhea Ripley was – I said Rhea Ripley, she stood out big time, especially in the women's – match and at the TakeOver War Games match, but I was really ex- excited and I'm happy of what we got that came out the weekend. So yeah. high slobber knocker. Joseph, how about your rating? I'm going to go with the slobber knocker. The reason I'm not going high is because, like you said, the last match kind of fizzled out, didn't have the emotion, didn't have the feel that you'd want from that. Um, the crowd was part of it. The other part of it, I think it was a little sloppy from the three ladies. Um, I could tell they've never worked together. It came off. And I guess not having the motion in there too kind of kind of fizzled out. It didn't have what, what I expected for that. Mm-hmm. Good. So, Joe, I got a question for you, Joey. Since you watched it, do you feel Bailey belonged in there? Because no. at a certain point, I just feel Bailey didn't belong in the ring with <laughs> Becky and Shayna. Yeah, I definitely don't, and um, that's kind of the way it kind of ended up. Did you guys feel that way before that match? Like it seemed just like watching these the match. Belong there, and yeah. the other one doesn't, or was it just when the match happened? She felt well, out of place. I feel like it was in the match. I just felt like Belly didn't belong. Belly yeah, fit, seemed, didn't seem like she fit. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not. I don't recall which week, but I could have sworn one of us asked, "Does Bailey belong in this?" Because even I, ne- I remember when the first time when Shayna and Becky had that face off in the sit down interview segment, and we were both we were both like, "Oh my god, like this is great!" But when the match started. Shayna and Becky, I mean, Shayna and Bailey, they had a lot of time together in the ring when Becky wasn't even involved. And I just felt like Bailey didn't really belong there. And post match, Shayna goes after Becky after she wins. So there's actually, there's actually going to be more to this eventually in the long run. Um, yeah, uh, that's a shame. And I did see that, like, that match underwhelmed. Like, so my question I was going to ask the two of you, and we might as well, I might as well just ask it now that we're on the subject. Do you think that they suffered from, like, they followed so much that the crowd just couldn't get into it? Or was it really just not that good? A little both. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Because, like I said, if it was just Shayna and Becky, I think it would have got a better reaction. But like I said also, in my re- in my review of it, I felt bad that they went on last because of the whole being tired thing. Because at that point, you're there for almost four or five hours. Yeah, and, and you look at the matches, the format of the matches we had, a lot of like Survivor Series-style matches, a lot of gimmick matches over the weekend, and then you just lead it off with a traditional three-way fight, which should have been... Booked uh, a little, I mean, differently, but it just kind of lost steam, lost momentum, and then they didn't really go out there and perform. So really, it kind of like left, it left a bit, little bit of a sour taste in your mouth. 
Yeah, and it, like you, could, it always makes me uncomfortable. Even if the match is not super engaging, that you start hearing from the crowd, this is boring chant. These guys are putting their 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 heart and soul into it, mm-hmm. regardless of what you feel about it. And it always pisses me off a little bit. Yeah, somebody yeah. was trying to start it. It didn't get off the ground quite yet. One more thing: Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. I thought it was excellent. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It's, Almost all the matches I was really uh, I really enjoyed except this last one. Um, last one kind of let, let me down, and the fact that they moved uh, I was looking forward to the, the to triple threat tag team match. They moved that to the pre show. I mean, I ended up watching it, but I was disappointed that that, that wasn't included in the in the card. Right, like yeah, which, which sucks, and that it always bothers me when people who deserve to be on the show are on the pre show, but also. It pisses me off even more that they make these things so long. Like you can't, you cannot keep a crowd engaged and cannot keep them happy for that amount of time. And you're setting yourself up to go off the air on a bad note, like yeah. almost every time. But the good thing is, the right brand won. NXT did end up winning the night, and I, I, I forgot. I can't believe I got this. Adam Cole, Pete Dunne was amazing as well. That was probably the match of the weekend for me. Yeah, I think that was the um, match of the night on the card. There were some really good matches, but I think that was, like, overall probably the best match. And that seemed to be what I saw just scrolling through Twitter. Uh, I'll give a rating even though I didn't watch. I'm going to give it a showstopper for the sole reason being I said the only thing I care about with this pay-per-view is that NXT comes out of the weekend looking like a bigger deal. Like, you have to make... There's no other reason to have them involved in this than to make NXT look really good. Because that will hopefully get more eyes on their show on Wednesday night, which will hopefully push AEW to try even harder to put on a great product, which will in turn push NXT to try to put on a a better product. And then we have, for the first time in how many years, some type of real wrestling competition where two shows are competing against each other for the same eyes, and then maybe, hopefully, I can have a show that is good enough to warrant me investing my time in as it airs. That was my hope coming out of this weekend. It seems like that's what they did. It seems like that's the route that they went. Um, The fact that NXT didn't only win Sunday, but they seemed to win convincingly, like, I think you guys both said, like, NXT going off the air, like, winning that last match... Like, I think that's a big deal. Even, like, the one of the matches they lose is Keith Lee going toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. So it's well, like you yeah. could not have really even put him in a better position. Not even just Roman Reigns. I mean, he stood off against some of the top names. He took Seth Rollins out, He right? took Seth Rollins out. He was in there at one point with Randy Orton. He's standing there with some of your, your bigger names in wrestling, and he was holding his own. He's the last guy standing, and you're coming down to a f- the fact that you felt like he could have beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, That's a huge push. Yeah, so for me, it gets a showstopper for that alone. They did what they needed to do this weekend. I was very skeptical as to whether they would do it or not. I think it was the smart choice. I hope that sets up this Wednesday to be like a big NXT episode. I hope that pushes AEW to kind of push even further. And I hope now, you know, we're talking maybe two months from now, that these shows are both soaring and maybe like this is part of what what led to that? That's what I, that's what I hope. That's what I would I'm say for. there's no way. I mean, you look at War Games, which is a great pay, pay-per-view, and then leading into Survivor Series when NXT took it over, there's no way you're not going to see an immediate boost um, with these these wrestlers they have right now. 
Yeah, so, like, Alo, do you think that... I know you, you made the comment that you think, like, Rhea Ripley is a star. And you guys both talked about her and Keith Lee. Do you think, aside from them... Because I think we all know, just because someone wins in wrestling doesn't mean they're a big deal. You know? Like, not everybody who's champion is, like, on the level of John Cena. You know, just putting a title on someone doesn't make them important. So I know NXT got like the rub this weekend, but do you guys feel like NXT feels like a bigger deal, or did they were they just booked to win? Like, do you know? I don't know if I'm making that point clearly. No, I I, I got what you're saying. I think it feels like a bigger deal. Yeah, I do too. I think they put a, a lot into it, and again, not only just the names we mentioned, like Rhea Ripley, Keith Lee, you still got. Arguably the biggest name in there, Adam Cole, who has over the last couple of weeks wrestled Daniel Bryan and won, wrestled um, Seth. Seth, and could have won. Wrestled the best match on Survivor Series, um, was a, had his ha- ha- fingerprints all over this. So it's another great wrestler. Again, you mentioned Rod- Roderick Strong and one of the biggest fractions they have out there right now. It's a lot of good things going going on in NXT right now. So then you feel yeah. like. They're they're put in a position where it's like, oh, th- this is really good, and Halo, you agree with that? Yeah. Also, the NXT champion was actually showcased in the title, and that's a that's that's a big deal too because I remember last week Eric said his coworker went to SmackDown and showed his son the selfie he took with Adam Cole, and his son said, "Who's that? Mm-hmm. Maybe now he'll know who Adam Cole is." <laughs> yeah, he'll know. He'll know. He'll get an idea. Yeah, he'll know who Adam Cole is because he saw them on his pay-per-view. And then also we talked about Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, she's been on SmackDown the entire month of um, November and late October. And she was victorious all three nights this weekend. Friday, she won a triple threat against Charlotte and Sasha Banks. She wins war games with uh, Candice LeRae. And then she's on top on on a Survivor Series. So these guys are positioned to be a bigger deal and hopefully that carries over into the show and we're recording uh, two days earlier so we don't have numbers yet but i'm really curious to see what the numbers look like because i thought the nxc had a perfect showing this this past weekend me too and so it's interesting you bring up the numbers because raw actually their numbers were down a little bit on monday 2.11 million viewers and going against a dog shit monday night football game that i know people were not Hanging in to watch what, on. Was it a nail biter? No, believe it or not. <laughs> no? The, the, it was not a 45 to 6 nail People are going to be paying to see Marcus Peters versus uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bite your fingers off watching that game. So. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. You'll appreciate this. I was in a tight fantasy football battle with that okay. game. Because I, I had a. My percentage of lose was 80 to 20. I tied it. And I lost by two points. Ah, oh, who did you have? <laughs> I had uh, Hollywood Brown, Justin Tucker. I mean, just get a kicker. But I had the Rams defense, mm. and the Rams defense was minus two. Yeah, that's a tough needle to thread. <laughs> I had Todd Gurley with a chance to win, <laughs> and uh, I lost. I'm assuming, I was going to say, I'm assuming you he lost. did not pull it off. Todd Gurley, two. who was integral in my fantasy football championship in 2016 or 2017, yeah. whatever year that was. And the crazy thing is, like, if it wasn't for me having the Rams defense, I would have won. Right. If you would have just not had a defense on your roster, you win. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the worst. When you would have been better off just not even starting. Just only start a defense. Just call. Start an incomplete lineup would have been better. Um, But, yeah, the raw ratings were down. So I'll be really curious to see if the, the NXT ratings are up. Because, like, I would love for... 
the thing I theorized about last week of like Wednesday night becoming the night everyone wants to watch and the Raw and SmackDown viewership going down. Going down because you're getting more. Yes. So I wonder if we do see that NXT rating go up. Like, did this did this thing really just help NXT more than anything else? I would love if that was the case. It just seems like that's their, that was their goal. Yeah, and it seems like that they they accomplished it because NXT was all over social media the entire weekend. Uh, and I think even, not that we undersold this, but I, like, I, don't, I don't think I even personally talked about it. It's one thing to have your NXT stars on Raw and SmackDown. It's another thing to have them on one of your like big A-level pay-per-views and then having them showcased on that. So then my, my next general question would be, do you think we see NXT involved with the main roster going forward? Like, Do you think this becomes more normal, or do you think we go back to everything being separate? I think for the most part, everything will go back to being separate. Um, you might have some random crossovers, but I don't think it'll be a general takeover like we've seen. Okay, Ayla, what about you? Um... That's a, tr- a tricky question because of the success that they had this past weekend, but uh, I think it all I think it all depend on what NXT becomes coming out of this. So right now I'll say no, but I think if the ratings aren't up to par as what they think they are, meaning beating AEW, I think you'll see more integration between the, the rosters. Well, I think one thing you could say for sure setting up uh, out of this pay per view is that they're gonna see Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch again. Oh yeah, th- th- that's, that's like- gonna happen. Has Survivor Series kind of become the new time to set up, like, a big feud? Like, because we had that yeah. last year, really, with, like, that's yeah. where the whole Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey thing really took off. And now we see this Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Uh, was there anything else that that seemed to, like, Get build towards off. something else, or was that the main thing? Um, that, That's about it, really. Uh, Charlotte and Asuka had a thing. Uh, Asuka blew the mist in Charlotte's face during their match, in the tag match, and that's going to set up. Well, this Sunday there's a this I think it's Saturday. Saturday there's a live event special, live on, on the WWE Network. <laughs> so it's Starcade, and that set that's setting up a uh, a fatal four way for the women's tag titles, Bliss and Cross against Charlotte and Becky. Kabuki Warriors and Paige and I mean not Paige, uh, Bailey and Sasha. But the rumor is that. It's only Charlotte and Becky challenging the Kabuki Warriors at TLC. That's the rumor going around right Technically, now. Technically, if you look at it, I mean, I guess Survivor Series set up Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens kind of feuding. Yeah. In a Rollins heel turn, that's well needed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fans were, are not Wait, behind him anyway. Was there a him. heel turn or you're saying it needs to happen? No, it happened. It, it it's happening. Happen. It's slow. It essentially it's, happened. Yeah, it's, it happened, but it's moving. It's in slow motion. He came out uh, Monday after this and called out the whole roster, saying they sucked and kind of put the blame on themselves too. He said he's just doing what he has to do to make this brand better. And he said uh, Orton's kind of washed up. Essentially, <laughs> he said this guy didn't do this and just calling out people. So he, yeah, he called out Ray Mysterio's son. How's that not a real turn? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the main event of Raw, he, he went, on, went on with Kevin Owens, and AOP came down and attacked Kevin Owens, but they didn't align themselves with Seth. But I think if you're going to bring AOP back, then they need to be Seth's heaters because that'll, that'll be big for Seth. And it also gives AOP a rub too as well because AOP, they haven't really been getting over at all. Like we like them in NXT, but to this audience, they haven't really – 
gotten over. I talk about the YouTube videos all the time. Their YouTube videos of like their little backstage segments that are a couple like a minute a minute or so long. Those are some of the lowest weekly <laughs> videos they actually do. Yeah. This team run with Seth, if that's where they go, it could really help them out. Yeah, it helps it helps both guys out. Because Seth will get the heaters on them and then they can get the rub bitches of being with Seth. I don't know if it's just me, but I think or this is the way I say it, that Seth's been being booed or and being villainized since he burned down the Fiends Firefly Funhouse. It's kind of yeah. the way I see it. And I mean, really, yeah. I think that like people were not like in love with him before then, and I think that whole thing happened, and then everybody just seems like completely disgusted with him. Yeah, and then another thing that seemed to be kind of integral in this is CM Punk. Have you seen this the the backstage segment with CM Punk telling him to shut up and stuff. We've been saying this for for almost essentially a year, basically. About Seth trying to be this company guy. He sounds ridiculous. It was like, shut up. And Punk acknowledged it. And the crowd even started CM Punk chants. And Seth said, I think he said this, Joey. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. He's like, I tried to I tried to bring him out here, but he wouldn't come. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing a bit. But like that helped. That that's that's helped him because we don't want to hear Seth talk anymore. I agree because especially when we're watching a show that sucks, do you really want to hear this guy talking about how great it is? Like it it doesn't it doesn't work. <laughs> so he I don't know if he was kind of instructed to do that. I don't know if he is doing this on his own. But like, yeah, he definitely he found a way to to like legitimately turn everyone against him this is not like heel heat this is not like storyline heat this is just people are so tired of him and so annoyed with him that's why i said like the only thing that made people more mad than walter getting eliminated too early is just the fact that seth rollins exists in this world like it seems like everybody's just done with him and over him he even came out in his vintage bulls uh uniform i did like that (laughs) but 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 richie made a comment that I, that I agreed with, and the reason is this: Richie said that Rollins is reaching Roman Reigns' hatred level, and it's like, yeah, the difference is Roman Reigns shuts up. Mm-hmm. Seth's mouth is just irritating everybody. Yeah, and honestly, I think this is worse because I think the reason why people turned on Roman was the the, the classic, oh, he wins everything, like he's Vince's guy. They yeah, just keep being force fed too much Roman Reigns. They said, well, I've yeah. had enough. With Seth, I don't think it's about being force-fed. I think it's about he's just annoying the shit out of everyone. <laughs> and to me, that is worse than being Vince's guy or being the guy that shoved down your throat, quote-unquote. It's just like, oh, my God, I'm just tired of him. Like, well, at least see at him. least now they got the hint and kind of turn him heel instead of trying to keep pitting him as a face when people were booing him. Right. Yeah, he needs it, too. Bad. Right. So I'm assuming you guys both agree that match of the night was Adam Cole and Pete Dunne? Yeah. Yes. So we had a really fun show last week with our top ten matches of the decade. Um, do, do either of you think that this match would be in the running for match of the decade had oh, we waited no. two weeks? Oh, no. no. No, not that good? Not for me. Not for me. I don't think so. Not for you either. Okay. So just a really good match, but not like yeah. an all-timer. Yeah, match of the year, yeah. Yeah, it could be Dec- match of the year, no. match of the decade, no. Well, I don't mean like could it have been the match of the decade? Like, could no, it no, have, I don't. Okay. It could have been one of the matches of the decade. No. Okay, so no match not, for this year. Yeah, so it could not, be a run for the match of this the year. Top ten of the, of the teams. No, no, no. Okay. Um, 
do you think other than like do you think this elevated Pete Dunne to say the WWE fan who doesn't really pay attention to NXT? Like, do you think that elevated someone like Pete Dunne to that viewer? Or do you I, think they may have just forgotten about him? I think you need a little more it. than that. Um, it could have exposed Pete Dunne to a couple more people. Um, got a more in view, but you need more than that to kind of say he's here. He's here. People are, are going to pine for him. Yeah, I think I think him challenging for a title overcompensates for him not being a part of the, the weekly shows. So you think they just kind of found a way to put him in a prominent position? Yeah, Basically. because if he was on the weekly shows, I think people would have fell in love with him. But he he didn't really appear on any of the weekly Raw and SmackDown shows when NXT invaded. So I th- but I do think putting him in the title match was a big deal. What would you say your f- second favorite match of the whole weekend was? Of the other women's war games match. I was going to say that's probably where I would have won as well. For the whole weekend was the war games match. The, the, the women's, women's, yeah. Yeah, which opened the show. Yeah, they overexceeded my expectations. Well, especially it seemed, that, it seemed to me like it got a lot of love on social media. It seemed to me like all of the women involved in it were like very proud of having been a part of it. And you know that's always kind of a good sign when the way the talent acts about the thing they were involved in matches the way that the fans are praising it. Um, so Rhea Ripley, we, we mentioned her already. I did hear that Bianca Belair was put in a pretty strong p- position at Survivor yeah. Series. She, 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 she had two eliminations. Falls, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. she was throwing people two. around, throwing off some of her skills. And how about during the women's war game match? Was she featured there too or not? Oh, yeah, as much? yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that storyline just played out a little differently. Like I said, that that had a lot of elements that war game, women's war game match from the heel turn from the turn where one, remember remember the one team turned to the other, so they were shorthanded, mm-hmm. which um, was great. Two ladies and had to still overcome the odds, and they did. Um, that element of it, the the fact that they had uh, so many different things, different spots, like off the top top of the cage and things like that, it was awesome. Yeah, I don't know how Io Shirai was walking <laughs> the next day. <laughs> uh, so uh, it makes me happy to know that two, probably the two women that I like the most from the Mae Young Classic were Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. There was somebody else that I really liked who I, is escaping me at the moment. But there were two that I thought, like, they could really be something. And it's cool to see that, like, a few years later... Like, here they are. Like, they're in that position that I thought maybe they could be in. Um, I know you guys both thought going in that the match of the night would be the triple threat, uh, AJ, Nakamura, and Roderick Strong. And it sounds like it was not because Adam Cole and Pete Dunne really put on a hell of a performance. But... Was this as good as you guys expected it to be, even though it wasn't your favorite match of Sunday? I'd say, yeah. I'd say it lived up to it on my end. It just wasn't the match of the night. Yeah, yeah. I have no complaints about that match, especially the way Roddy won. He won uh, picking up AJ's dirty, dirty, uh, dirty. What is, what's the saying, Joey? <laughs> He picked up yeah. AJ's. He picked yeah. up uh, AJ scraps. Yeah, thirty <laughs> scraps. He's eating scraps. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's a good way for him to get a win. Uh, and I, again, I think it's good that they allowed NXT 
like a match that was so anticipated that that would be a match that they would get a win in, especially over, like, look, I know Roderick Strong is viewed as, you know, one of, like, the top, like, indie guys of recent memory. But, and like, one of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah, but we can't pretend that he's anywhere near on the level of notoriety of AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. As much as I have soured on Nakamura for the last two years, yeah, and he's so boring. That's and, what I said. That's a positive thing that I got took out of this, too, is Nakamura kind of stood his own with these two guys. Um, he looked good in there. So he was interesting and entertaining, and maybe he's starting to turn a corner. Yeah, I I don't uh, I'm not holding my breath that Shinsuke Nakamura will be interesting ever again. Well, I don't think interesting but. in the same point. Like, well, I gotta watch that guy. But if he could be in the ring and you're like, this is a good match. Yeah, that's a battle you can win. Yeah, uh, but I I do think the right guy won. I think he won in the right way, um, and I'm happy that that was a match that that kind of lived up to expectations. Honestly, I think they booked him to win because I put him over so strongly against everybody's wildest expectations on our episode last week. Nobody expected Roderick Strong to be in the top 10 matches of the decade. Nobody <laughs> absolutely expected him to be in my top 10 matches of the, of the decade. And I think that really set the table for his victory on <laughs> Sunday night. I will take full That was credit. dedicated to you. You yeah. should. I mean, you, you got to really pat yourself on the back. Yeah, I, and I yep. do. <laughs> Brian Gerard James was listening. <laughs> he was, as, as he always does. <laughs> Um, Brian Brian Duran James has every heart these days. His his former teammate is in the AEW promotion. Yeah, yeah, he's like the biggest guy in their in their promotion. Like physically, I think the biggest yeah. guy that they have. Uh, so, Alo, you mentioned the Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Uh, Joseph, what did you think about the Fiend and Daniel Bryan? Uh, I thought it was okay for what it was. Um, again, just not more than I expected, not less than I expected. Um, I'm kind of over the red light match. But that's just me. Other than that, it was it was it was it was good to watch. It was fun. Ayla, how do you feel about the red light? Oh, I've always loved it. So I know you it's did, just, but I know like I saw a lot of sentiment of like enough already. Let's do away with the red light. Uh, it, it's fine to me, it, but it's just like like I talked about. I I basically view it as like a red cloud and like darkness hanging over the arena. But it, like I said at the top of the show, in my in my rating. How do you book his matches? He's already a champion. How, how are you going to make his championship matches competitive? So, if his matches aren't really going to be, or if his matches are going to be competitive, I think that the red light might be kind of pointless at this point. Yeah, I don't. I mean, so I haven't obviously watched in a while. My feeling has always been he should be dominant. He should be someone that people are afraid to go up against. And it doesn't seem like that's what they're doing. Uh, well, in a way, I mean, they had, and I, I enjoyed this part of it is when they had um, Daniel Bryan doing his yes kicks, yes, and knock him down, and then the fiend just get right back up, and then he go through another row of yes kicks, and the fiend go down and get right back up. That was kind of a way to play that off, and I thought that was that was a good element. Yeah, and then there was this one spot in the match when Bryan hit the running knee and pinned him, but got two, and the camera work was great. Like, it zoomed in on Brian, but, like, you kind of see, like, the fiend, like, rise up behind him. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was a perfect shot. I was like, oh, my God. That's so Some, awesome. like, horror movie camera work? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they they had Brian on the camera, but then you, they, they fade out. You just see Bray just rising up. I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. 
Yeah, see, I like that. I like that they are allowing it to be a little bit more cinematic with him than in some of the other stuff that they do. And I kind of... This is one of the reasons why I've had a hard time even watching, was like, The Fiend was something I was so into, was so excited about, and then I felt like they just stomped on it. And it took so much excitement away from me. It's like the one thing that I get excited to see every week. And you made me not even want to watch it. Yeah. And uh, the, well, that and the R-Truth, and they broke, yeah. broke him and yeah. up, so that yeah, was another so that one. too, that didn't help. Definitely didn't help matters. But I'm glad that they are at least doing some of that stuff with The Fiend still. I don't know, like, where you go with him. I don't know how you do anything more interesting. I don't know how you make it more exciting. But... I don't know. I, I'm I'm still disappointed. Like, because I, I feel like there is no way to get that excitement back. It just kind of is what it is now, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you'd have to play out more storyline, I guess. Kind of describe, like you said, is Bray Wyatt like lost in the Fiend, or what's the, what's the, what's that storyline there? Kind of play that out a little more. Yeah. What is the Funhouse? Where is that Bray? What is the Fiend exactly? What is he exactly trying to do? What are his goals? You can play elements of that out to kind of make it more fun. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I don't know if they're really even thinking about any of that stuff anymore. I hope they are, and it's I like, hope we... It's like lost. Really. Like, that, that's kind of what I feel like. Like, they built all this interest up, and then it's like, okay, well, now we don't know what to do. It's like, well, you could just try to, to go effort. down one of these roads, you know, instead of just say, okay... We don't know what to do, so we just won't do anything anymore. Um, what else was good from Survivor Series? Like, what, other than Adam Cole and Pete Dunne, other than the women's elimination match, I guess, and the men's elimination match, like, what el- is there anything else that's like, I should go out of my way to see, or not really? Uh, that's actually the majority of the card. Yeah, uh, we, we went over the majority of the card when we covered that, and again, the triple threat. Yeah, because I, I want you to watch the women's war games match. I want you to watch that, the men's war games match, especially when Kevin Owens made his return to NXT in NXT gear with the NXT Tron, the crowd marking out and stuff. Uh, Candice LeRae had an excellent show. I know you're not a big Candice LeRae guy, but she was great in the war games match. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, oh, I can't believe you didn't bring us up, Matt Riddle, <laughs> the bro. So I did want to bring this up. Uh, the, for me. The highlight of the weekend was Matt Riddle hitting a jackhammer. <laughs> Just now, did they make mention on the broadcast of him and Goldberg or no? No, no. Okay, but I have to assume that is why. He did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely he's called out Goldberg on more than one occasion behind closed doors. So, yeah, of course, it was so, great. I've talked on this podcast before about my fandom of Matt Riddle going back to the Ultimate Fighter like 10 years ago when he was like a 19 or 20 year old kid. Um, Then him actually as a UFC fighter because I thought he was really good and I thought he was really underrated. And he was one of the guys who was treated really unfairly, one of the only people to ever be cut from the UFC on a three-fight winning streak. I know he talks about that all the time. Uh, then getting to see him kind of start to make a name for himself in pro wrestling, like, oh, that's that guy that I was a fan of in a whole other sport. It's cool that he's doing this now. Got to watch him evolve a little bit and really liked his character. Then he shows up in NXT. You know, right before he showed up in NXT, got the opportunity to meet him at a House of Hardcore show, which was pretty cool. 
uh, and now for hit for for that guy to now be feuding with Goldberg, like is just amazing. <laughs> Everything you could wish for. Really, like uh, that guy. If that guy might be the coolest human being <laughs> in sports entertainment today, <laughs> like solely and and you you also know. I don't, Joey. I don't remember if you were here when I made this comment, but. On that watch along episode, when Matt Riddle talked about his run in with Goldberg and he told the whole story of them running into each other and him saying, you know, sorry, bro, and Goldberg being like, I'm not your bro. And then we actually got to see that interaction happen. Like it was filmed for whatever reason. I don't even remember what it was on. Oh, it was a Goldberg 24. Right. And you, we get to see that interaction unfold. It was like, he didn't embellish the story at all. The story happened exactly <laughs> the way he said it did. Like, made me love seeing that even more, that I had heard the story already. It was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how he said it happened. <laughs> and then all of his tweets shitting on Goldberg during his matches, <laughs> and then for him to do a jackhammer. Like, uh, I mean, I, I do not text much about wrestling anymore. <laughs> but I sent a text message to those guys because I, I assumed they would be watching it. And I really wasn't even sure if anyone was watching it live, but I saw a tweet of the jackhammer, and I immediately just sent a text to those guys, like, Matt Riddle's the greatest. <laughs> it was really the only thing I personally needed to see for the weekend. I hope he does it in every match now. I kind of hope he, he takes some more of Goldberg's. I mean, I, I was going to say moves, but it's that one and one other one really is he, all it is. He can come out with sparklers. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. them both. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Uh, he's the best. I love that guy. He's good. Uh, he, again, I like, I've talked a lot about him over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Just fun to watch. He had a match against Finn Balor, which was a solid match. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was involved in the war game, um, in the Survivor Series match. So. It's Matt Riddle for the weekend. That's how good the jackhammer was, that he didn't even need to win that match. Because that was the one thing. I already forgot who Finn Balor was, but I remember the, the jackhammer, or the bro hammer. You forgot who Finn Balor was. Yeah, Fergal, Fergal Devitt. I, uh, the, the Demon King. Um, the Demon King. <laughs> so now... I guess what I want to ask, because I don't, I don't know if there's any more specifics we really need to talk about, and I don't think there's any like weekly stuff we even can talk about, because I'm pretty sure not a whole hell of a lot happened on Raw. I mean, not more than what we kind of covered. We covered the fact that Seth Rollins called out the locker room, feuding with um, uh, Kevin Owens. Bob. That AOP joining him. Bob. Oh, yeah, Rusev, right? Rusev, yeah. Rusev came out for Bob. his revenge for Bob. It, it, it's a great, it's a great uh, meme. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Rusev arrested, yelling. It's like the Austin getting arrested and laughing into uh. the camera. <laughs> the one thing I did see was somebody tweeted like Rusev showed up with some heat, and they did like a close up of his shoes. I don't know what the hell shoes he was wearing. I mean, oh, he, has some, he has some Yeezys on. The, <laughs> the only thing I would kind of maybe mention from from Raw last night is Rey Mysterio won the uh, U.S. title. Mm, I did see that too, uh, with help from who? Randy. Okay. Yep. Randall. So Randall and AJ back at it again. Yep. Ray J, as I'm. <laughs> they probably have a porn tape. <laughs> they, they just might. <laughs> Um, so the question that I have then is I mentioned this at the top of the show takeovers pretty much have a perfect record with you know wrestling fans frothing at the mouth praising it and then we got to see the NXT 
crew show up again on Sunday night and put on a pay-per-view with the main roster crew. Do you think Survivor Series was at the same level as the NXT show? Um, it's hard to compare because the take takeover only had, I think, what four matches, Joey? I'm Three thinking. Matches? I'm thinking four. If I did the math, you got the two. You got uh, Finn. You got yeah, yeah four. Yeah, the, the, so if you want to t- com- uh, compare it to the four best matches on Survivor Series, but you can't really compare them because NXT was mainly the two War Games matches. And then my next question is, do you think the NXT talent elevated Survivor Series? For sure. Yes. So does that almost tell you everything you need to know about WWE? That yes. your quote-unquote developmental brand... Like, it's easy for me to mock the, you know, the internet wrestling community, like, you know, and I've used this phrase a lot, like, everybody just, like, jerking off to NXT. Like, it's easy for me, easy for me to mock that. Yeah. But, to me, it is telling that they kill it on Saturday night, and then that same talent shows up on Sunday night and makes it a better show. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I think the only one we weren't weren't thinking, we didn't mention is the uh, triple threat for the number yeah. one contender. Yeah, there was four matches on the night, which was a good match. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it's possible? One, do you think it's possible that NXT ends up with over a million viewers on Wednesday this week? Oh, it's possible. Very Definitely. possible. Do you have any doubt that they will outdraw AEW again this week? No. You said, do I have any doubt? Yes. This no. week. My only question about them hitting the million viewers this week would just be the the day it falls on with with Thanksgiving being the next day. Right. Thanksgiving Eve, which it's a very popular... Drinking day. Amateur night, as some people call it. Very very much an amateur night. don't go out drinking, (laughs) go out drinking. Uh Uh-huh. You guys sound like you're speaking from experience. Yeah. Uh, I size up some people. And then my, my final question is... Do you think that we are going to end up with the total Wednesday night audience being bigger than the Raw audience this week? They have to get to 2.1 million viewers. Do you think there's any chance that the Wednesday night shows outdraw Monday night Raw? I, I think it's going to be – I think Raw will outdraw them, but it's going to be really close. Because last week, I think we said we had about 1.8 million or like 1.85 yeah. million right yeah. on Wednesday night. Yeah. If Raw got 2.1, I could see wrestling on Wednesday being at maybe a 2. Totally. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Wednesday night wrestling gets more than 2.11 million viewers. It definitely should. If, in fact, like... The goal of this weekend was to build up NXT. I know I saw something that said they already have two title matches, I think, booked on Wednesday. Yep, tag titles and the Cruiserweight. I think the AEW audience, like, they probably have, like, the floor of that audience is probably 700,000 people are going to watch it regardless. I don't know. I, I do think there is a chance 
that they top two point one million. I would yeah. love to see it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it'll be really close. It won't, if, if Raw wins, it won't it won't be by much. And do either of you have any thoughts on the world of wrestling right now? Like I said, this is a weird week because we have not seen any of the Wednesday night stuff. Like. SmackDown seems so far off already. Yeah, it's a lot of product come turn around with a short week. Uh, this this would be equivalent to playing a Thursday night football game, and it's not always the best product out there. Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, I honestly think this was pretty good for doing. No, we uh, did we did good because I mean we're 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 a high quality team. And we we <laughs> yes. got we get our act together. I mean, yes. Yeah. So nothing you feel like needs to be added. Oh nothing no, I think we we on everything that we. Ignored. Okay, so Rhea Ripley, you think, is arguably the biggest story coming out of this weekend. Is Rhea Ripley the one who ultimately dethrones Shayna Baszler? Or do you yes. think her reign is almost, like, just still indefinite at this point, much like Becky? It's Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's next in the line. It's just a matter of when. Um, yeah, because... How long they want to play this out. Yeah, because we talked about this a while. I, talk, I brought this up a while ago. Shayna Baszler's been champion for over a year. So I, I think they showed a stat. It was like 252 consecutive days or something like that. Who? Uh, Shannon Baszler. So I know yeah. Becky. I saw something today that said Becky reached 232 days or maybe 233. So yeah, she cause, actually cause, passed Ronda. Yeah, because Shayna, she she had she won the title last year at Evolution, and that was in October. Yeah, so this is her second reign though. So yeah. uh, just a matter of when that falls in between, like her loss. Mm-hmm. Do you think she – I know if Eck was here, he would absolutely say this. But do you think she warrants having been the champion for this long, having this dominant reign? Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I don't see anyone out there at the time that would have been better. Yeah. I mean, now you got Rhea Ripley, which is the right choice. So. Yeah, and especially since you've made this comparison, I believe – Specifically, she's basically the female Samoa Joe. Yeah, and you know how we all feel about Samoa Joe. We feel that he should be booked a certain type way and win almost everything, and that's what Shayna does. Yeah, no, that is exactly how I feel about her. Like my feeling on Joe is always when he's out there, I like believe this shit is real. Yeah, and like I believe he could kick the shit out of anyone he's in there with, <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel about her. Like when she's out there, I'm like, oh shit, like this is. This feels like real life. Like, this is a real fight. And whoever she's in there with, like, I feel scared for them. Oh, yeah. You could see it in the way she wrestles. Some of her counters are, are, are lethal. I mean, it's almost, like, very fluid. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Just transferring out of... Um, there's one move where I guess she had him in the disarm, and she somehow cha- changed it, flipped around, turned around, had her in the chokehold. It was like... Yes. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, so then I'll, I'll leave uh, my thoughts to this, uh, and I'll, I'll end it on Shayna Baszler. Two things about her. One, I think the fact that, I know I asked the question, but I, I do agree with you guys that I do think she was someone who deserved this type of title reign for that reason. Like, she's the one person in that women's division that I feel that way about when I watch them. Is like, oh, like, I feel like this person is in a real fight and is winning the real fight. And is really going to hurt whoever she's in there with. There are not many people, man or woman, that you watch in a wrestling ring and feel that way about. And two, I was maybe the most critical of her during the Mae Young Classic. Like, 
because I remember I had not seen her wrestle before. I remembered her MMA career. I, I had watched her fight a couple times, and I was excited to watch her. And then when I watched her, I was like, oh, she's terrible. Her movements are so slow. Like, she looks like she's, like, faking. Like, it just, it felt, it was bad to me. And by the end of the tournament, you saw her improve. But now here we are, what is it, two years later, three years later? Mm-hmm. And she has become, like, this dominant person that we all believe and she deserves it just for having improved that much. And it's not like she was like a 22-year-old in the Mayon Classic. Like, I'm pretty sure she's older than me. Really? I think so, or she's close to my age. Let's Google it. Because I, I know she was, like, not young in her MMA career when I saw her on the, on the Ultimate She had her add some, uh, some road on those tires. Yeah, I would guess she's close to 40, if not past 40. I'm really curious now. I'd be 39. Okay, so I was close. She's, like, right around my age. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I think I'm glad that she got this opportunity. Uh, I don't know if she'll ever get one on the main roster, but I don't know if any of these people at this point, like, we should even be looking at the main roster as, like, yeah, a bonus for them. They're separate entities almost now. Like, it's almost, you don't see a promotion going up to, to Raw. No, brands. Just like, it's like a sideways move, really, if yeah. that. Um, yeah, but Rhea Ripley, and then again, like we said, you got to bask in the glory because Cliff Lee <laughs> came out shining too, and and the original bro. Yeah, I'm glad that those people all came out shining. Uh, and then the last thing I will do is, you know, it is Thanksgiving this week. Is there anything either of you are thankful for in the world of wrestling this year? The world of wrestling this year? Well, uh Carmella, Brandy Rhodes, my guy, Gorilla. I'm, I'm always thankful for that. Uh, I'm thankful I, I have the platform to, to spew my bullshit every week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you guys. That's, that's, <laughs> that's about it. Joseph, anything you're thankful for in the world of wrestling? Thank you. I'm thankful uh, Daniel Bryan was able to return back to the ring and uh, give, me, give me some more, even if it's mm-hmm. his last run. Um, I'm thankful that even though she can't wrestle, I got paraphrase to, mystical. You're happy he was able to give you. Even some though she can't wrestle, I got to see more Paige. I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. A yeah. good one. You were yeah. the, the number one Paige fan as we've known from very early on in the Matt Madness podcast. Oh, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> my pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, oh, one more, uh, mm-hmm. two more things. Thankful for Sasha Banks. Okay. And in our truth, she stayed. Yes, in our truth. <laughs> In our truth, I'm thankful for the 24-7 title. <laughs> yes. All right. So for myself, <coughs> I am thankful to have you guys to talk to this about, to talk to about this, because I don't know if I could do it with anybody else. Um, I am thankful for our truth, obviously. I am thankful that Chris Jericho has proven me right time and time again that he is the greatest of all time. (laughs) I am thankful for some actual, real, live TV competition in the world of wrestling for the first time in two decades. I think we are maybe not too far off from really uh, reaping the rewards of competition on Wednesday nights. I really have a lot of faith about this Wednesday night competition. I love the fact that AEW made WWE have to compete. I love that it seems like WWE is starting to rise to the challenge 
of competing with AEW with NXT, and I look forward to seeing the way AEW returns fire. And I'm really like thankful that we'll get to watch this play out. You know, in the years yeah, to come, and 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 it gives us a lot of lot to talk to on our our favorite talk show here. Yes, agreed. Uh, and typically, we'll be doing this on a Thursday, so we should be coming off of the heels of having a lot to talk about. We spared Every you. Thursday. We spared you. Uh, we did a Tuesday this week. So you guys can enjoy your turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce. Yes. And uh, beer and football. Yeah, I guess that's all the things you do on Thanksgiving. So, if nobody else has anything they'd like to add, I'm good. I'm good. All right, so if you celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you have a day filled with delicious food, filled with adult beverages, and spending time with the people that you care about the most. Um, I hope you enjoy whatever you watch on Wednesday night. I hope you enjoy whatever you watch on Friday night. And I look forward to coming. Actually, this is what I wanted to say. I almost forgot. Because of my excitement about what they did with NXT... Um, and because I don't have to work on Thursday morning, I'm actually planning to involve myself in the Wednesday Night War this week. I will wow. be going back and forth between the two shows tomorrow night. So I felt like I should say that on fun. the show. Yeah, so It'll be interesting. When we return next week... This is probably a good time for that, too, because you'll get like a, a good litmus. Yes. So when we return next week, you will hear me actually talk about having watched... At least some of both Wednesday night shows. The first time you'll hear me talk about anything I've actually watched in like a month. Because I don't think I've watched anything in the month of November. So, enjoy your wrestling experience this week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. For Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever see Kane Joe Rodermill. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, wrestling fans. <laughs> for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Happy Thanksgiving. I am Ron Pashery Jr. and we will see you next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man.